0: Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it's my mom's, okay? Get over it. <laughs> I'm Ellen and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Hi, Ellen. So good. Good. Today, we are going to chat about The Invitation by Vi Keelan, but first, mom. Yes. What? What? What are you going to ask me? (laughs) What could it possibly be? I'm on the edge of my seat. What What do you want to know, Ellen? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Just what have you been reading or watching? Um, What have I been reading? I do have something that I read. Um, So, uh, I read Second First Impressions, which was our book from last time. After that... I'm aware. (laughs) Were you there? After that, I read The Devil in Her Bed, which is from the Devil You Know series. It's the final book in that series by Kerrigan Byrne. And I've read, well, we did um, How to um, Love a Duke, Duke in, in 10 days. days. We did that on the podcast. And then I read the second one, and this was the third one. They were they were fun, very Kerrigan byrne They were very um,
1: mystery. mystery, suspense-ish.
0: Yeah. And as Kerrigan Byrne is... Is watching. that the spoiler alert series where um, they, like, the girls kill somebody together. Well, <laughs> it's yeah. They're the three redhead girls, so they call themselves the Red Rogues or something. Yeah. And then um, the one girl was raped is by a guy in and college they killed her. at school. They killed the guy. And she she didn't really mean to. She accidentally killed yeah, him. Yeah. But in Listen, Trying to get away. I'm not blaming yeah. them. I'm just. And um, we watch enough murder shows. I mean, I, I get. <laughs> and so yeah, her and her friends buried the body. Okay. And I thought Seattle. And that was was, that. Was the that was that that was that. And um, so then it's just the three of them finding romance. And if you remember, in the Duke in Ten Days, he like lost his crap because she wasn't a virgin, and then Mm. realized what had happened and felt super bad (laughs) as he should he should. Um, is there anything you want to talk about that you've watched this week? Oh, what have we watched? Well. Okay, so I didn't read anything. Um, I, oh, and then after that, I read our book for today. Yeah. Um, other than the book for today. That's a given, you guys. You should know that when I say this. Um, it's not like we come to the to do the podcast and it's like, oh, wait, what? What? We supposed to read a I book? was supposed to read a book this week? <laughs> I didn't know I had homework. In fact, there's a girl that I know who comes over on a lot of Sunday afternoons and I'm always having to like kick her out eventually cuz i'm like i have to go read a book she's like you always have to go finish a book i'm like yeah i know yeah, that's what we do <laughs> um but i've been listening to um a lot of the podcast how did this get made which is where with Paul Shear June Diane Raphael and Jason Manzukis, where they talk about really crappy movies and ask, how did this get did made? This get made? Um, and so I've been enjoying that. And then I also, um, hey, Mom, am I excited to go to Disneyland? Oh, my gosh. Ellen. Ellen, <laughs> Ellen, Ellen. I'm well, so... first of all, I had to spend a mint on my granddaughter. because You had to. I, had I to. twisted your arm. Because <laughs> I never, ever want to buy her anything. No. Literally, Ellen should say, we should get. And I'm like, okay, I'm buying it. What is it? What is <laughs> it? Well, I was telling mom, I'm like, this might be like, you know, the first, the only time I get to take a child to Disneyland for the first time. So you have to like let me do all the things that I've always wanted to do when taking a child to Disneyland for the first time. Um, so we we, bought her the princess. We got her a little princess dress and some, you know, Disney shirts and a little backpack to put all her activities and, and we bought our little colouring books and little markers and, and chapsticks with princesses on them. Disney and fruit snacks and all this stuff. So um So she's already a good sh- with all her little things. Already. Um but I've so I've been watch I've been like keeping up on how the opening of the park is going and just, you know, things I that I wanna be aware of for when we go this coming weekend. Um and you went down a rabbit. I hole. went down a rabbit hole because there's this really interesting channel called Defunct Land, and basically he talks about if you're at all interested in like Disney history or um, just theme park history or whatever. It sounds weird, but there it's really interesting. He talks about just like a lot of the rides that were at Disneyland and um, kind well, of. And if you are of a certain age and you. Have been to Disneyland multiple times. There's a lot of stuff about rides that you'll remember from your childhood. Yeah. That you think now, wow, that's pretty a pretty lame ride. But, <laughs> yeah. But at the time, you thought it was super cool. Because <laughs> both of my parents are like, there was this ride where you would get shrunk down to an atom, and I'm like, I bet <laughs> it really happened, Helen. <laughs> um, and so we watched a video about that. And um, anyway, there's it's just a lot of, I mean, and he kind of like also relates the ride to, like, what was going on either, like, in Disney's history or, like, in history, history in general in. and stuff, and it's really interesting. They're really well done, Um, so I've just watched, like, a ton of those this week. I think I've, And like, it's, like, they're talking about the Michael Eisner years, and it was, like, almost going... Ba- Disney was almost bankrupt. It's yeah. like, Disney owns the world now, <laughs> yeah. I, but I it's guess crazy. at one point in time, they were almost going bankrupt, so... Yeah, so all of that is, um, I just, I found it all very interesting, right, it was and um, if you're at all, if that sounds at all interesting to you, I I recommend highly. Um, so yeah, so that's what we've been up to this week. Getting ready for Disneyland. I'm starting school this week, uh, so just getting ready for all, all of those things. Life is about to happen for you. Life is about to happen for me now. Okay. Um, Today we are chatting about The Invitation by Vi Keeland. It is a standalone book, as far as I can tell. Um, And she had this one come out recently and another one called Happily Letter After, which I read recently around Christmas time. Um, And I'm going to, that's, I will bring that book up again because um, these two books are very similar, actually. Um, Okay, so here is the back cover description for The Invitation. The first time I met Hudson Rothschild was at a wedding. I'd received an unexpected invitation to one of the swankiest venues in the city. Hudson was a groomsman and quite possibly the most gorgeous man I'd ever laid eyes on. He asked me to dance, and our chemistry was off the charts. I knew it wasn't a good idea to get involved with him considering the wedding I was at, but our connection was intense, and I was having a great time." "'Though the fun came to a screeching halt when Hudson figured out I wasn't who I said I was. "'You see, that unexpected invitation I received? "'Well, it hadn't actually been addressed to me. "'It was sent to my ex-roommate, who'd bounced a check for two months' rent "'and moved out in the middle of the night. "'I figured she owed me an expensive night out, but I guess, technically, I was crashing the wedding.' Once caught, I couldn't get out of there fast enough. As I bolted for the door, I might have plucked a few bottles of expensive champagne off the tables I passed, all while the gorgeous, angry groomsman was hot on my tail. Outside, I jumped into a taxi. My heart ricocheted against my ribs as we drove down the block. But at least I'd escaped unscathed, or so I thought, until I realized I'd left my cell phone behind at the table. Take one guess who found it. This is the crazy story of how Hudson Rothschild and I met, but trust me, it's only the tip of the iceberg. And ain't that the freaking truth? Because that all happens like in the first ten percent of the book. Well, and that's, um, a, that's a cute back cover description. I mean, that's a, yeah, it's kind of fun and different. Yeah. Um, okay, mom, what did you think of the invitation? Um, I'm gonna give this one a really like. I really liked it. I thought it was a fun read. I um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think I'll give it a really liked too. I I did. Enjoy reading it. Um, I don't know that there's anything that's like gonna rock the boat necessarily, Um, but there are things I really liked about it. There's a couple things I didn't like about it, which we're gonna talk about all that and more. Which probably bothered you more than me. I don't know what they are, but um, I I really usually. That's. I mean, I had some LOL moments. I had. I I enjoyed this story quite a bit. Yeah. Um, okay, what did you think of Stella as our heroine? I loved Stella. Yeah. I loved her crashing the wedding at the beginning. I loved her little gumption and trying to get her business started. I just, I thought she was a lot of fun to read. Yeah. Um, first of all, Stella Bardot is a great romance heroine name. Like, that is so typical. (laughs) Stella Bardot. Um. She even says, you know, like the French actress. So. Um. I think she's probably my favorite part of this book. I I loved her. I loved I loved all of her kind of quirkiness, but also like stick itiveness and getting shit doneness yeah. and um Yeah, I loved her super smeller. I loved her, like, weird diary thing, which I was like, (laughs) I want to go buy a diary now. (laughs) I Um, loved her um, little happiness plan and, I mean, just all of it. Handing out candy bars bars to strangers. I Um, thought she was great. Yeah, and I just felt like she was really fleshed out and, like, I felt like I knew her and... um, I thought, yeah, I just thought she was a a really fun heroine to spend the book with. She really never did anything that, like, super pissed me off or anything. Um, So then that made me happy with her throughout. So I was glad that she didn't give me a reason to hate her. I mean, she kind of ghosted him a little bit, but I kind of, I totally understood what her dilemma was. And it wasn't for, like... Forever, and as soon as he showed up at her door, she broke down. Yeah, told him everything. Yeah, but um, so yeah, I I didn't hate the way she handled it all. It was definitely a very delicate situation. Yeah, (laughs) we're we're gonna talk about that situation. But um, first, what did you think of Hudson as our hero? Um, I didn't like Hudson a ton. Yeah, he took me longer to warm up to. Um, I mean, I liked him at the wedding. And then I didn't like him when she was trying to... Like, when he made her wait for two days yeah. and all of that. And... Well, and um, it made... Okay, so it takes them a long time to come to the realization that she had accidentally given him the wrong number, which... So that's why he's kind of, like, pissy with her, I think, right. um, after the wedding, but because we didn't know that i'm like what the heck is this like hot and cold act that you're doing yes, like exactly i was kind of pissed off and then like he had asked her out and then nothing happened and i mean it, it all makes sense well I and mean, we even had a dual pov but, yeah they could have explained it but um, yeah i didn't always feel that the dual pov was like used to the best i was the same and almost i almost thought this could be a book that maybe would have been good with the single POV. Yeah, for her. I did too because he wasn't utilized enough to wear I don't know. I mean, there are chapters that I would have been sad to not have because Well, and sometimes it was fun to know his perspective on things, but um but I think it would have been But we spent most of it with her, so then like when when it would change voice. Yeah, it when it would like, wait a minute, who am I reading? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when it would go back to him, I'm like, what? It like took me a, a second to adjust, and um, yeah. So that was a little confusing sometimes. Um, but yeah, he definitely took me longer to warm up to. He was really hot and cold at the beginning, but he does get very sweet. He does get very sweet, and he does come around, and and I do like how he just is like yo, I like you, like, the whole time, yeah, basically. but I'm going to wait for you to ask yeah. me out. Yeah. But he was still very flirty with her. Yeah. So I liked all that. But still very respectful. Um, Like, I really like when he's, you know, she's like, well, do you maybe want to come in? And he's like, yes, but no, because you're drunk and I want it to be, he's like, like, tomorrow we're going to have our first date and I want to take yeah. you on a good date before yeah. I get in there. Yeah. And get in there. He did. He did. Especially on that first time, if yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Um, so, yeah, he was... So besides that, being all over the place, and kind of, like, irrationally in the beginning, because I was like, I don't understand what the heck's going on with you. Um, But in hindsight, like, I'm sort of willing to forgive it, because in hindsight, we know why, why? he was behaving that and way. And you could kind of see what... Because he did accept her proposal for the program, even before he started treating her that way. I mean, he, yeah, because she got the letter and it was dated days before he did that to her. But, um, so how did he think that was going to all play out when she know. started working there? <laughs> I don't know. It was, that's why it, it was kind of all the place, but you know, that is what it is, I suppose. Um, okay. So this was also the case with happily letter after. Um, but this book also like Hudson was kind of all over the place, sometimes in a good way and sometimes in a bad way for me. Um, what did you make of kind of all the directions that this book takes you? I didn't have a huge problem with it. I it. Um, I came around once Hudson explained that he had the wrong phone number in that. And... Well, I mean, like, I mean, we've got the wedding, mm-hmm. which, you know, that's the back cover description. That's like the hook. And like I said, that is over and done with in like within the first, within the first chapter, <laughs> um, so you've got the wedding, you've got the business, and kind of all the avenues that that takes them. You have like this healthy relationship stage where they're like dating and happy and things are going well. Then you have this like secret falls stage, apart. <laughs> and then you've there's like flashbacks to like a bunch of different things taking place, like when she's reading the diary and when her boyfriend is cheating on her and all these things. Um, I would have liked a little more closure with the boyfriends, with the ex-fiance story and her sister. That was... Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Okay, we're going to talk about that later. Okay. No, Um, forgot. Forget I brought that up. Well, so we're going to talk about basically each of these directions, but I just, if... So, I like that this book surprised me a few times, and this was also the case with Happily a Letter After, where I was like, oh, okay, I did not necessarily see that coming. Yeah, because I... I saw the diary thing coming from way off. But the the kid thing the I did not see. Th- yes, that's coming. also the case with me. Um but all these different directions, sometimes I was like, whoa, okay, what heh, what what are we doing now? Like, I don't know. It was it was a little disjointed sometimes for me. And then like I felt like from chapter to chapter it was okay, this happens. And then 3 days later, this happens. And then this happens. And it didn't always feel like super fluid to me personally. It didn't bother me as much. Maybe it's because you read it so fast. That could be. <laughs> Cause I did. <laughs> um okay. Now I need to know if her business is a real thing because You want that. I want that. Um, I think it's really cool. And it is cool. And I if, if it hasn't been thought of already Well and I kind of wonder like from surprised. a chemical standpoint how well it actually works you know like having people say you know all the and I like these smells I like this smell I don't even know what because there's smells I like but I don't necessarily want to smell like them yeah or like or there's smells that I like because sometimes I've gotten a perfume and I like oh I really like that and but then I don't feel like it smells super good on me or lasts all that long or whatever but my thing is and I don't know what it is about my body But, like, my husband has said, oh, so-and-so had this perfume. It smelled so good. And I get it, and it smells terrible on me. (laughs) I have something in my skin that makes things not smell good on me. Yeah, I do think we have, like, a weird body chemistry. Well, that goes without saying. However. (laughs) um, So, I don't know. I've gotten perfumes that my husband has loved on other people, and then on me, it's just kind of, yeah. He's loved on his other family, his (laughs) other wife. (laughs) His other wife and his other family. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> whatever that's fine I don't have to buy perfume it's cheaper <laughs> Um so consequently I'm not a big perfume wearer because I have found very few that I really like on me yeah but I liked I liked that about that component of her like her perfume business and her super smeller which is how I kept thinking of it shout out to all my psych fans and I'm pretty sure it was Wanderlust that we read that where she was a perfumer yeah I think so um and Richard Armitage came and uh, voiced the book and <laughs> talked Ellen into oblivion. Um, but I like... had to visit Theo James. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, is a great name for a vibrator. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I did have a hard time thinking that any straight man would know who the hell Theo James is. I'm sorry. Um, Okay, but with her business, I liked seeing her succeed and be so good at what she does while still also being kind of chaotic. And, you know, he kind of says, I thought she was going to be flaky or flighty or whatever. And, um, but that she's very capable. Yeah. And um, <laughs> it kind of reminded me of there's a rant that uh, Zoe Deschanel's character in New Girl goes off on. Um, where, like, kind of this cool chick that Nick is dating doesn't like her because she's all, like, flowers and happy and sunshine. And she's like, yeah, I like to wear dresses and I like to rock a polka dot. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that I can't be badass. And, I like to rock a polka dot. and um, So I just, I like seeing that kind of representation because I do think it's important to, like, not that she's, like, super feminine or, you know, that they're kind of putting that. But just that, yeah, girls can be whatever they want, but still also be wholly capable and, you know. Well, I mean, she's got a chemistry degree. And, yeah. And she's badass. And she's super smeller. Yeah. um So, I liked that. I, um yeah, I found, I think that is, like, the one part I got maybe a little bogged down in this book was when we were doing all the venture capitalism stuff um (laughs) in in the middle because that is not my not my jam it was was fun to see her shining in that environment and um yeah and wowing people with her you know yeah i was um i was kind of frustrated with her though that is the one part where i was like come on girl where she was like i don't know uh," about like taking up his offer and i'm like Girl, Shark Tank is, you know, <laughs> wanting to... To make your product. Yeah. So let's just go with it. Yeah. Um, well, I could see, though, her, her resistance was giving up part of her company. Which she'd already done before, <laughs> and it had not gone well. And, and therein lies her yeah. problem. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. There are a few affairs here that we need to talk oh about. Oh, gosh. First, what the hell is up with her family? Yeah. Seriously. I w- that's what I wish we had. Not I didn't need more closure on it, but I needed to understand what the hell her parents, like, her sister is one thing. That's a shitty thing to do to your sister. But, um. It's the, like the parents were green lighting it. Yeah. And like, and they were like greeting him at the door. Like, come in, come cheat on our other daughter with our other, well, our and one he, daughter. And the thing is, is because maybe they were trying to make it okay with their poly Polyamorous. Polyamorous. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> polynomial. <laughs> it's math. <laughs> math. <laughs> with their polyamorous background. But the difference is, is when they do that, they all know about it. Their daughter didn't know anything about this. And yeah. they were totally letting the other sister cheat on her. Well, and I think that that is what... That was the implication, is that her parents were, like, okay with it because of their lifestyle. But I think I, I think that that needed to be spelled out. She needed to have some conversation with her mom where her mom was saying, like, I'm sorry, we just thought it was something that was agreed upon or whatever. Or maybe he told them that she knew about it or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Uh, maybe he had lied to them to make it sound okay. But but I I think even people who are polyamorous understand that not everybody is and it's still a shitty thing to do, you yeah. know if that's not the expectations for both parties. So So if there had been a conversation where her mom says, oh, he told us that you knew and that this was okay with you. And then, you know, then you might get on board with it. But yeah, I was just like, wow, her parents are awful. Yeah. Like in some ways I was more angry with her parents than her sister, which I think she was too. Yeah. Because I think that was the, the cut that, you know, cut the deepest. Right. Um, But yeah, so that one was crazy. I still don't understand what was going on there and wish that we had had more information there. Um, But now let's talk about Alexandria and Jay and I guess what is essentially the conflict of this book. Um, So it's like we said, I also saw it coming that that was going to be his wife as soon as it was like well, oh soon as she was reading the diary I thought okay this is going to turn out to be someone that we know yeah because it's done in a flashback and I said and I thought this is going to turn out to be someone I know we didn't I didn't know how old the diary was so I didn't know if it's going to turn out to be his mother's diary or also who the hell does not put dates in a diary I'm yeah, sorry seriously. but that's always going to have dates or who puts their big name in a diary yeah I don't know. <laughs> their big name <laughs> their big name <laughs> their that's, big name their big girl that's name. how it's referred to <laughs> um so uh that was all a little weird but um also strange that her own name like because who writes their own name but doesn't write the names of anybody that they're talking about well like if anything if you were to pick up my diary the last name you would see is Ellen do you know what I mean yes yes you might refer to yourself it's like I often make the joke that my dog knows everybody's name but mine (laughs) Because no one ever says your name. Nobody ever, like, refers to me. Like, they don't talk to him as often as I do. <laughs> well, now he might know it because you've been here long That's enough. That's But I call you Ellen all the time. You do. Ellen Mellonhead. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> but anyway, back to what we were discussing. Yeah, sorry. Um, I saw it coming, and then as soon as he said her name was Lexi, I was like, it's going to be his wife. Yeah. And Which she, yeah. and she kept talking about what a dupe her husband was, and she yeah. she looked for ways to like she wanted to get caught so she could make up lies to get out of it. And then as soon as it was, she referred to him as Jay, I was Like, okay, that's Jack. Yeah. So I saw all of that coming. I saw very early on all of that coming. What I did not see coming was that Charlie was not going to be his. Yeah. And well, what I really okay that I really didn't, <laughs> what I didn't see coming was that there was going to be a question doubt about, a question about who Charlie's father was, and then what I really didn't see coming was that it was not going to be it him. Is, yeah. Um, After the DNA test. So, kudos to Vikeelin, because that was... I was like, we're okay. Hard, we're hard to surprise. Prop, props, girl. <laughs> and there's also a thing like that in Happily Letter After. So if you like this whole, like, oh, mm, okay, surprising, um, then check that one out, too. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I respected that, um, and I wasn't even angry that he wasn't her dad. I no. thought it was kind of sweet that, like... The way they were handling it. And yeah, and then, that his resolution was like, I'm still her dad. Like, yeah. she's mine. Step off, Jack. Yeah. And, and um, Jack didn't yeah. pursue it. Which, I don't know if that, like, makes me like him more or less, because it's like, that's your freaking daughter, you piece of shit. Well, he shouldn't have been screwing his wife, so... Yeah. <laughs> I know. There's a lot of things he shouldn't have been doing. Um, but, um, so she puts together, so, um, Stella puts together that this diary is about his wife, his ex-wife and Charlie. And, um, and so she kind of struggles with how to tell him and she kind of ghosts him for a while, like we've already referred to. Um, and then he ends up showing up at her doorstep and is like, what the hell is going on? And she breaks down and tells him, like well actually he finds the diary first and then she has to explain it to him um so then he takes off and kind of and he kind of goes sir. but y- you get it i mean yeah you get it it's all a weird thing and um and they eventually after a couple days they happenstance meet up again and ha- and they're just like you know i'm really sorry and that this and he says no i understand like why you didn't tell me right away, and and so they have a very like mature, rational conversation. I almost about thought it. that she was gonna, you know, that he was gonna find out about, it and then he's gonna say, yeah, I knew about the affair. That's what, but then I was like, but no, he wouldn't still be friends with Jack if he knew about the affair. Yeah, no. But I, you know, anyway, I did wonder about that too. That it was gonna be like, yeah, old news. Yeah. Um, but um, so yeah. So as far as conflicts go. It's, it's kind of a non-issue and... Um, well, it's definitely more of an external conflict than an internal <clears throat> conflict. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I liked it. And, I mean, this book feels much more like um, it's less conflict-based and kind of more like this is the story of two people who meet... Through weird, weird ways, circumstances. weird circumstances, and fall in love and end up getting married. The end, and and, and weird circumstances keep happening. <laughs> yeah, um, and so I like, I yeah, I liked it, and I um liked that there wasn't a conflict that pissed me off. We always yeah. like that. That's yes, because uh, yeah, so there wasn't. I mean, there was some lack of communication, but I kind of got it. I mean, he needed some time to sort everything out. She needed some time to sort things out, and it worked out okay. And, um, yeah, and they weren't, like, they were never mad at each other, I don't think. Yeah, no. I mean, I think there was, I think he, there was a, you know, because there's a moment when she's telling him that he's like, oh, it's just a coincidence, and she kind of questions, like, if she needs to be worried about that. But I think that's just one of those things that, like, you say in the heat of the moment. Right. And, you know, when he steps away, he's automatically like, it is just a weird freaking coincidence. And, um, and he even tells her, like, I know that you didn't mean to do any of this, that this isn't something that, you know. So. I would have liked a little more, um, about why Evelyn took this diary and why Evelyn had the diary. Yeah. Yeah. That was because she, because, she was friends with his sister. and But she was also friends with Alexandria or like right. or whatever her name well, is. Well, he ran in the same circle. And then they have a falling out, which I think we're led to believe is because she steals the diary. Right. So I was just kind of curious as to why she has a story. Why would she give it to someone else if she has? I don't know. It, it was Maybe just Evelyn or- has her own book coming or something. I don't know. I don't know. Evelyn is kind of a hot mess. is an extremely hot mess. She's got a bit of a shoe fetish. She does, and she likes. She must have little feet. You better hide your shoes from Evelyn. That one, (laughs) she's coming for (laughs) them. You have fun with my Target shoes, Evelyn. (laughs) Um, you have any Jimmy Choo or anything like that? Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, let's talk about sex, baby. Uh, Um, it's there, but honestly, like, it and it is pretty steamy. But it's also, in uh, some ways, like, less steamy than I was expecting it to get. Well, they have the one, you know, they have a couple scenes that are, you know, pretty explained and... and but, like, I was really surprised that...
1: But a lot the, of it was
0: closed door. I mean, a lot yeah, of it was... In the first scene, he goes down on her and, like, that is expressed in detail. Great detail. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, let's get after it. And then fade to black. Fade and to it's black like, and then it's like... Oh, okay. <laughs> and then it was like... We did it four more times that night, and it's yeah. like okay, well, I, I, there you go. <laughs> Get it, girl. Done and done. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was. I'm not sure how I felt about that. I think I'm okay with it. I was, I was fine with it. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like where it was less steamy than I was expecting it to be. Like I was expecting this sex marathon to be spelled well, out in great detail. Yeah. Well, it was like we got a lot of detail, and then whew, yeah. So it was. I don't know. It was an interesting way of doing it. Yeah. I didn't hate it. Um, what was your sweeniest moment? Okay, my sweeniest moment is, really, not with her necessarily, but when I found out he wrote notes on his daughter's fruit. Okay, well, mine is him writing notes on the fruit for both of them, (laughs) because I thought that that was super sweet. That was super sweet, and his stupid little jokes were ridiculous, but they were, it was just funny to me. That was such a cute, sweet thing to do. And then... Spoiler alert, when he proposes to her with a banana. Yeah. Yeah, um. he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. Show me your banana. <laughs> um, so, that was also what I picked for my soonest yeah. moment. Um, his whole relationship with his daughter was adorable. And yeah. um, there's sometimes where I don't like kids in books because they're super precocious and annoying. And she, she had a little bit of that, but it wasn't to the point where it bugged me. I don't too think much. she was around enough to be, like, so annoyingly yeah. precocious but i liked her little obsession with dolly parton that was funny and, and singing in the toilet wanting to <laughs> wanting to dress up like dolly parton for halloween which you know there are worse things that Kate can dress up that's true um <clears throat> okay we're going to take a quick break um but when we come back we will be reading your thoughts on the invitation so stay with us Hi, No Yomos. Ellen here with yet another recommendation for you. I know you're so grateful. Listen, this past year has been rough. And I know from talking to you guys, electronically, of course, that a lot of us are on the lookout for a nice, kind, gentle book. So may I present Breakfast at the Honey Creek Cafe by Jody Thomas? I think that A nice small town contemporary is just what the doctor ordered. So let me tell you more about it. Uh, from New York Times and USA Today's best selling author Jody Thomas, a romantic, heartwarming contemporary new series set in Honey Creek, Texas. A little town nestled in the rolling hills bordering the Brazos River, where family bonds and legends run deep and friendship and love are always close at hand. Filled with Jody's characteristic warmth, authentic Texan flair, and a knack for world building, this first visit to Honey Creek will have readers clamoring to return. And the Book is specifically about Piper Jane McKenzie, mayor of Honey Creek, who won't let a major scandal rip her quirky town apart or jeopardize her dream of one day running for higher office. So she's willing to welcome undercover detective Colby McBride, hired to help solve the mystery behind her wannabe fiance's disappearance. Colby's cover, that he is an old boyfriend, now begging Piper for a second chance. Always when there are plenty of town folks around to witness his shenanigans— Piper hardly knows whether to laugh or cry, especially when she finds herself drawn to the handsome scoundrel. He's not the only newcomer she has to deal with. There's a new interim preacher in town, Sam Cassidy, drifting from one assignment to another since his one love died. Sam isn't sure he's the right fit for Honey Creek, but as Piper knows, this is a place chock full of surprises. And if she can keep her town and her heart from going completely off the rails, there may be a sweet, unexpected future in store. Um, okay, intrigue, a book description with two potential heroes listed. Don't you just want to read and find out if she ends up with the detective or the preacher? And what a combo. Um, my money's on the detective because fake relationship is always going to, to see us through. Um, so I know I'm intrigued. So if you are to join me in reading Breakfast at the Honey Creek Cafe by Jody Thomas out now, wherever and however you get your books. Um, I will see you guys next time for another recommendation. Bye. Welcome back. So now we obviously have expressed our thoughts on the book, and I need to hear from you guys on what you thought. Um so first we have Sarah who says I really liked this one the moose communication was a bit not my jam but I love a good work trope and that Stella was fun independent and determined also Hudson had me like and she shows a gif of Monica Geller putting herself in the fridge to cool off so <laughs> um that's so Sarah was feeling Hudson I I think is the is the Message there. Yeah, I'd like to feel Hudson myself. Me as well. (laughs) Um, Shannon says, I loved these two characters so much. Hudson and Stella are just perfect together. They complimented each other, and this story literally brings you along for their whole ride. You see how they meet and how they fall in love. You see how they struggle with life and celebrate their successes. You see them be there for the good and bad, and you see them find their happily ever after. Also, I loved that they were a bit older. Loved reading a story about a single dad. Read it, and I dare you to be able to put it down before you finish it. Um, how old were they? Well, I think he was 31, and I think she was 28 or 29. Okay. Gosh, I'm a bit older now. It doesn't seem older to you, does yeah, it? No. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and totally agree with, like, kind of seeing their, their story from start to finish was, was sweet. Um, Jess says, I may be in the minority here, but this was a DNF for me. I really liked the premise slash setup for the story, but then after reading The Wedding was over, everything was over, everything just fell off for me, and the story became boring, and it seemed like there was a lot of time, too much in my opinion, spent on the heroine's bespoke perfume business. Less business, more romance, please. Anyway, life is too short to keep reading a book that doesn't work for you, so I ended up setting this aside. Um, I feel that because, like I said, that's where it got a little bogged down for me. Um, but yeah. I liked seeing her like just making it happen. Yeah, just being a badass with her business and you know, yeah. So, I don't know. um, Jennifer replied to Jess's comment and she said, "I agree. I feel like it was mini course in venture capitalism. Yes." By the way, this is the first time I'm actually reading these comments. I just, so when, <laughs> when you guys are echoing what I've said, um, Jennifer continues, but I did love her business because I love perfume and subscribe to one of those monthly perfume sample things. Not enough romance for me, did not like the sex scenes at all. Too porn-like, me Miss Teddy and Ruthie's sweetness from last week. And then she followed up and said, I realized I want to amend my comment in terms of using porn negatively. Boy, the roommate honestly got me thinking about how we talk about sex work and <laughs> sex workers. My apologies. It would be more accurate to say, in my opinion, the sex scenes seemed like they were written for the male gaze, so to speak. Um, Yeah, that's interesting because um, I guess maybe they're a little... I didn't feel it was any different than any other books we've read. Yeah, that's true. And it's like I said, I was actually surprised at how tame these ended up being. Because yeah. so, um, I've definitely read way worse. Yeah. Yeah. And way more like... Way more porny. objection That's a word. Um. Yeah, that's kind of... So that's kind of how I felt about that one. Um, Cassie said, I read this book about a month ago and I've already forgotten it. <laughs> My Goodreads review says, this book was okay, but not very memorable. I guess that was an accurate statement for me. Um, yeah, it's kind of like I said, this one didn't reinvent the wheel. Not that any romance really ever does. And but. I kind of felt the, um, the whole story with the diaries and then her finding out about the affair and I, I thought that was pretty clever and different and, um... Yeah not something I've ever read before. So yeah. Um, Raquel says, I liked this book. I thought it was a nice, relatively short, entertaining read. Full disclosure. I'm 95% sure I didn't read the description before I dug in. So I didn't know what to expect or at worst, I expected it to be another alpha billionaire novel, probably because that's what I've read from Vi Keeland in the past, not having expectations expecting the same old billionaire stories that in New York worked to my advantage. And I was pleasantly surprised with the plot twist with the diary and the revelations um, at the beginning, the time jumps and diary entries sort of gave me the lake house vibes, but hey, maybe that's just me craving some Keanu Reeves, don't we all? And yes, I know some of you might be thinking that the storyline was totally predictable and you saw it coming from a mile away, but in my case, this is the first time I've encountered this plot twist and made the book stand out a little bit, at least from all the billionaire slash office romances. In my honest opinion, the more we read, especially for romance readers, the more difficult it becomes to, not to predict every single plot twist or to be truly surprised. Outsmarting the characters and authors comes with being avid readers, I think. Anyways, I liked both main characters. Hudson was a nice combination of grumpy and softy. I just loved how supportive he was of Stella and how he said he'd say all those reassuring beautiful things. I also really liked the side characters, especially Fisher, who I want to nominate for best book friend forever of the year, right after Melanie Sassos. Sasaki, from Sally Thorne's second first impressions. I don't know if that's a category, but it should totally exist. I, I like it, Raquel. Um, she says, edited to add, Stella's parents were the worst covering their daughter's affair with the other daughter's fiancé. Yeah. I will never get over that. Yeah. Um, I really like that, Raquel, and I totally agree. Like, this book needs some, um, some cred for being somewhat... Surprising in some respects. Well, because when we started reading it, here's my problem with most millionaire billionaire books. Yeah, is um, a like, millionaire ain't gonna cut it anymore, Mom. He's <laughs> gotta be a billionaire. I'll for a millionaire yeah. if, if there's some loose, loose ones laying around that nobody wants. <laughs> it's like <a> bargain bin, <laughs> bargain bin billionaire. <laughs> um, uh, but the um usually when we read these books, like them being rich is. A part of the story. A character trait. Yeah. Or, you know, I can't love him because he's rich, or I must love him because he's rich, or, but it really never even comes up how much money he has. Yeah. I think, listen, when it's set in New York, you just have to be a billionaire in order to live in that city. I was wondering (laughs) how she was surviving. Um, But, so I liked the way it was handled because it really was like a non- non- non, Yeah. yeah. Non-issue for the most part. Yeah. I mean, she never said, you know, oh, I love him because, wow, did you see his house? Yeah. I mean it helps, I'm sure. Well even Elizabeth Bennett is like oh, <laughs> really and I gotta have that. <laughs> it's what made me first fall in love. Um Yeah, so I'm with Raquel that I I I I do appreciate when a romance, which are known for being pretty formulaic, which we love them for it, but um when it can still like oh, okay. Okay. surprising i like what you've done here <laughs> um yeah, I, I like i like this book i liked it a lot i yeah I, I enjoyed the story um elsa says i read it in two days i definitely enjoyed it i love a hero who knows what he wants and isn't afraid to make it known he gave me major stern brunch daddy vibes yes mm-hmm. and i love that as a descriptor in fact that is from something and i can't remember what it is Elsa, fill me in. Um, I only caught on about the diary right before it was revealed. I would have liked to have seen that situation play out more with the ex, and I don't know how you keep that kind of secret from a kid. My kids are eight, and even at six, if I knew something like that, I would have wanted to talk to them and normalize it. The longer you hide it and treat it like a secret, the harder it is on them, I think. Maybe we'll get Fisher's story and get an update. I agree. He's a great best friend. Um, Yeah, that's a tough... This is a tough situation. I did wish that, like, we could see some vindication on Lexi and, like, see kind of her get some, like, what the hell, you know, um, conversation. But I did like that he was just doing what he deemed to be best for his daughter. And... I do have to say, and this is off the topic of what we're talking about, but... You know me. Uh-huh. I loved the little story about her seeing those girls all excited at the park. And she said, well, maybe their daddy's moving in with his girlfriend, too. <laughs> yeah, that was super cute. Um, yeah, and I think it kind of depends on your kid, too. And it is, like, so hard that she's he's really the only adult that's, like, handling the situation. And he's not even, like, her biological parent. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so... I don't. I'm not like mad at him for that. For like keeping the only it from her. fear I would have would be if this comes back later. And I get yeah. where he said when he said, you know, I don't want her to know because I don't want her to get vindictive about it and then yank her away from me. Yeah, that's totally something she could do. Totally he's something. Not his because I mean, people have enough problems with like fathers' rights to begin with, and so, then yeah. to, so, when he's not her biological father, she could really use that against. I could totally see, especially with as nasty as she was. Yeah. I could see her doing something like that. So I think that also played a big part in why he didn't want Lexi to know that he yeah. knew. Um, Juliet says, I liked this book. It was a slow start for me, especially after Hudson had Stella sit in the lobby for two days and still blew her off. At that point, I was like, okay, not going to like this one. Yeah. I was also totally on the same page at that point, Juliet. So I, I feel you. Um, but Hudson's secret soft side and sweetness with his daughter eventually won me over. Also, love Stella's random sniffing and handing out chocolate to strangers. However, I have to agree with some of the other comments that this one was not particularly memorable. Nothing really stood out for me. Also, I totally figured out that the journal was his ex-wife's and that the affair was with Jack in, like, the second flashback. And was just kind of sad the entire book, um, waiting for that shoe to drop. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like I said, we also, I I also saw that coming, but I was still surprised by the, the child thing. Um... But yes, I, that was, it's like I said in the beginning, I was like, this better turn around too sweet because he's pissing me off. Um, and I, you know, was happy to see that for me it did. So, um, that's where I land on that, I guess. Um, Aida says, I read this when it was released. I really enjoyed it. I liked the premise and all the talk about perfumes. I did think that ramping up her production to such huge levels was really unrealistic, but hey, it's a romance. Yeah, totally. Um, you can do almost anything in a romance. I also picked that The Diary was going to be about him really early on. Such a fun read. Um, Yeah. I don't know enough about, like, any sort of production or business or money or... Um well, I I do think it's pretty unrealistic that like within 2 months she was like a week it wasn't even like 2 months it was yeah. So I I even me who knows nothing about that stuff I'm like okay. Um but like I said it's it's a romance and it's a, <laughs> and it needs an HEA. So Yeah. Um finally we have like-minded Lori who says I liked this book just fine but it didn't really stick with me. Having read it a month or so ago, I'm referring back to my reading journal for uh journal notes for details. I liked Stella as a heroine. She was someone who clearly had had some bad things happen to her, but wasn't broken. She seemed smart, capable, and like someone who wanted to do the right thing, even though she made allowances for sometimes doing the wrong one instead. I liked her friendship with Fisher, and I found both her happiness program and Hershey Bar thing pretty endearing. As for Hudson, I thought he was a pretty good hero. I liked that he was aloof and broody with most people, but his devotion to his daughter did exactly what it was supposed to do, humanized him, and showed his softer side. His goofy sense of humor was on perfect display when Charlie was around. His admiration for his parents' relationship and his great respect for his dad are not the norm for a rich, broody businessman MC, and I was here for it. Yeah, That's a good comment because that is kind of against type for our billionaire heroes. Um, She continues. The fact that he was so clearly attracted to Stella's heart and mind was nice to read and his willingness to wait for her was great. There really was a lot to recommend him. In fact, I think Hudson's one big flaw was his horrible taste in best friends. Yeah. (laughs) I've only read a few by Keelan books, but she seems to lean heavily into the small world of... Is it a coincidence or is it fake connections in her storytelling? Three out of her four books I've read by this author have included a big twist. Usually it's obvious to the reader pretty early on, but part of the journey is to see how the MCs react and respond once they've been given all the pieces. It's an interesting trope for an author to repeatedly use, but she seems to employ it well. The ultimate reveal about Charlie was a total bummer, but I guess that's real life sometimes too. I mean, if it had gone the other way, would it have felt too neat and tidy? And then she uses the thinking man emoji. Um, and that's a good question because I, even when it was presented of, um, you know, when he was waiting for the paternity test, I was like, huh, which one do I want it to be? Like, because will I be more angry if it's like, oh, perfect rom, romance ending is the child is his, hurrah, um. So I think in some ways, I it's kind of like I said, I, I respect the balls of right. the decision, you know, to have Charlie not be his. Um, Lori concludes, this was a quick, quick read and I overall enjoyed it. I think I will almost always expect a weird coincidence coincidence slash twist thing in a Keelan read now but that's not all bad it makes her books feel a little like a mystery the characters aren't aware they're in yeah it's like I said the uh, the only other book that I've read from her I I don't want to like give too much away and I think part of it was like I this it was my first by Keelan book and so I didn't know what to expect so when there is this kind of like twisty thing that happens I'm like oh okay (laughs) this is a totally different book than I was expecting it to be um, and then this one kind of did the same thing to a certain degree, so, um, yeah, so this one, I, I mean, the sentiment generally seems to be, it's yeah. good, forgettable, but, you know. Yeah, I really, I really liked it. I really thought it was a fun read. I thought, I liked both the characters. Like I said, I was, it took me a little while to get on with him, but then, you know, once, it, once it was explained, I was down. Yeah. And, um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the twists in the story. I enjoyed that it wasn't a neat, tidy little romance at the end. And yeah, I respect. I respect the the cojones on her. Um, I really, like I said, I really loved Stella a lot. I thought she was a really fun, cute heroine. Um, and I liked him upon closer acquaintance. Yes. Um, and yeah, I. I mean, in it's like other people have said too. It's a quick. I mean, I, yeah. I did, I, I partly out of necessity, but I did read it very quickly and I didn't even skim as much as I sometimes do when I have to read quickly. Um, so quick, fast read. I, other than that part where I felt a little bogged down, I, it wasn't like it's a almost struggle. <laughs> written like a diary in and of itself in that it's yeah, just kind of a series of events that happen and, um, well, it is kind of, it's not um, overly flowery, not overly, you know, Dramatic, although there is some dramatic stuff. But, but yeah, it was, um... And I did, I did, like, the kind of, um, the ending when they're sitting on the steps together and they're talking about, like, um, the coincidences that kind of all brought them together. And I think it's, it's true, like, there's a lot of things, even in my own life, um where it's like w- using hindsight you look back and you're like that is bonkers that like we met the way we did or you know just yeah that this weird series of events brought these people into your life and um and so yeah i kind of liked that as a closer for them and um yeah, so yeah i'm i'm sticking i don't i'm still not quite a love just because I think part of it like I said didn't reinvent the wheel so there wasn't anything that was like oh my gosh but I really I really liked it a lot and um yeah like I said said respect the brass on her yeah um okay so those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on the imitation by vi keelan we would love to hear more from you on our facebook page our facebook group which is not your mom's facebook group our goodreads group our twitter and instagram which are both at not your mom's rom our subreddit not your mom's subreddit or you can email us at not your mom's romance book club at gmail.com so if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts or if you'd like just a book for us to read we'd love to hear from you before i say the book for next week we are going to also be posting the poll for the next reading list can you believe it summer reading list um, on the facebook group so if you want to get a book on that list pay attention for that poll this week but on may 10th we'll be discussing dreaming of you by lisa kleypas um remember you can subscribe on itunes google play stitcher spotify and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show, and we just love to read them, which is true. We do. Um. All right. Thanks, mom. Ellen. Ellen, you're so welcome. Yep. All right. I'll see you. Bye. Bye. Not your mom's romance book club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media/podcasts. slash